Welcome to Wednesday Night at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Well, I heard this, and I think it's right. No, it's not. Well, this organization I really like and some of the things I stand for, but then when you get reading deeper into what they're about, no, it's not. And so you and I live in these times when there's people all around us who are saying things to have their own way, to do their own thing, to operate however they want, and if you're not careful, you follow it. And you can get really confused when you follow all the media and everything else going on today, and one moment it's this, and the next moment it's that, and then it's this way and that way, and you just get confused about things, and before long, you're believing the wrong thing or don't know what you believe. And that's where as Christians, you and I have to be stable in all times in what we believe. It doesn't change with circumstances or situations. And so he says, these people are dreamers. Notice what he says, verse 8. In the same way, these people, the ones who have come in, are saying things that aren't true so that they can live a certain type of life, who claim authority from their dreams or God told me, I'm feeling led. They live immoral lives, they defy authority, and they scoff at supernatural beings. Even Michael, one of the mightiest of the angels, did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, but simply said, the Lord rebuke you. This took place when Michael was arguing with the devil about the body of Moses. Now, if you want to know all about that, you can't, because it doesn't tell us. Maybe there's this difficulty going on. Moses had murdered somebody. Maybe that was what the was about. But here's what he wants to point out. Here's what he wants you to make sure you understand. Do not take authority that's not yours. And even Michael, the mightiest of angels, wouldn't say, I tell you this. I tell you. He said, God rebuke you. God will take care of you. You put things into God's hands. Because these people that are dreamers, these people doing these things, he says, they're, first of all, they're degrading. Degrading. He says, they live immoral lives. They live a life that doesn't exalt God. They live a life that puts down what truth is. They're defiant. They defy authority. In other words, I'm the last word about something. What I say goes. I'm the one who has the right to say this. Well, I'll listen to what this person says. You know, be like a, a kid. Well, I'll do what my boss says, but I'm not going to listen to my parents. You're defying authority. And so that's what these people do so many times. No one can tell them what to do. They're their own way. And that mentality is sweeping across our nation. They're disrespectful. They scoff at the supernatural things, the supernatural beings. They say, what's the big deal? God hasn't done this. I don't believe this. I don't think this is going to happen. And they diminish God's power, God's authority, and they exalt their own. Now, they don't boldly just tell you that up front, but by their actions and attitudes and by what they say, what they are doing is exalting their beliefs, their way of interpreting things, their ideas, and they're diminishing God's ways. 
So these people, immoral lives, notice what they're doing. They're living a life that's immoral. Remember last week we said that's not just sexual immorality. And they're despising authority. They're defying against it. And they're disrespecting God. And so he ta- says, these people, they're dreamers. They say they know this. They say they have this. <laughs> but their head is in the clouds. They don't know what's right. They don't know what's wrong. They think they understand and they don't. So that's where he picks up. They're headed for destruction. He says, let me tell you what's going to happen to them. Let me tell you how this is going to play out. The people who think they are intelligent, the people who think they know so much, the people who believe their ideas and their way is right, the people who won't listen to anybody else and they're their own source of information and they're the last one that can do this and they know better than everybody else and better than you do, they're, they're headed for destruction. Verse 10, these people, there it is again, these people, they scoff at things they do not understand. You ever listen to somebody and talk to somebody who's gone on and on about something, and the longer they went on about it, the more you thought they don't have a clue to what's going on? You know, they think they know. They think they have it right. But they don't understand. And principally, they don't understand the ways of God. And so here's what he says about them. And Jude is great at this. Throughout his book, he uses not just one illustration, but usually three or more. Like unthinking animals, they do whatever their instincts tell them. They just do what feels good. They just do whatever they feel like doing and however they think life is going on. And so they bring about their own destruction. When you live life just following your feelings and your emotions, when you live life thinking you're going down the right road and you're not, when you live life thinking you have it all better, it always brings you to a place where life is very hard. What sorrow awaits them? For they're following in the footsteps, it's going to list three people. Of Cain, who killed his brother. Like Balaam, they deceive people for money. And like Korah, they persist in their rebellion. And so, he says, they do what they feel like doing. They think they know better. And it doesn't make sense, sense to them or anybody else. But if they don't understand, they'll just make something up. Because you know what we do? When we don't understand something or have the answers we want, we'll just make something up. If we don't get answers right away, we'll just make something up. Or if we don't get the answers there, we'll start believing things that are wrong. And so that's what he says about them. Now, here's what we know. Remember Cain? He didn't bring the sacrifice he was supposed to bring. And God told him, Cain, you need to understand something. If you'll bring what's right, I'll accept you. But if you don't, there's a price to pay. And Cain, sin's crouching at your door. You better take care of it. Cain, do this, don't do this. Cain, act like this, don't act like this. He knew what God wanted. And he knew what God said. And he killed his brother. Incredible, isn't it? How would somebody do that? That's Cain. Now, if you need to call questions, we've got someone here to do that, and the uh, number's there on your screen. So uh, if you want to do that, 
just want to remind you. Cain. Second one is Balaam. Now, Balaam was a prophet in Israel. And Israel was going through a difficult time, several battles. And one of the kings that was fighting against Israel came to Balaam and said, Balaam, I want you to curse the children of Israel. I want you to curse them so that I can overrun them and defeat them and be victorious over them. That's what I want you to do, Balaam. Well, Balaam came back and said, look, I've got to say what's right, and I'll only say what God wants me to say. And and when the time came, Balaam blessed them instead of cursing them. The, The king gets all upset. Balaam gets more pressure. And so finally, Balaam caves. And what he does, he doesn't stand up and curse Israel. He does simply this. He says, King, look, I'm not going to curse Israel, but if you want to defeat them, here's what you do. (laughs) Now, why would you do that if God has said, this is what I want, and you're trying to go around him? But yet we go around God a lot sometimes, don't we? knowing what he said, but, well, if I do this, it'll be okay. So notice what the Scriptures say. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 15. They've wandered off the right road, followed the footsteps of Balaam, son of Bor, who loved to earn money by doing wrong. But I have a few complaints against you in Revelation. You tolerate some among you whose teaching is like that as Balaam, who showed Balak, he was the king, how to trip up the people of Israel. He taught them to sin by eating food offered to idols and by committing sexual sin. In a similar way, you have some Nicolaitans among you who follow the same teaching. In other words, you still got some people who are doing some things that are wrong. Balaam tried to go behind back and, you know, don't do that. So you have people that they know obviously what God said, like Cain, and yet they go ahead and just do what they want. You have people who knows what God said and try to get around it, not go against, well, I'll, I'll do what God wants me to do, but I can do something else and make Balaam, I can make some more money if I just do it this way. And then he mentions another person, a guy by the name of Korah. Korah was a leader, one of the priests in Israel with Moses. And Korah, well, let's re- read it. One day Korah, son of Ishgar, a descendant of Korhath, son of Levi, conspired with Dathan and Abram, the sons of Eliab, and on and on, son of Pathah, from the tribe of Reuben. They incited a rebellion against Moses along with 250 other leaders of the community, all prominent members of the assembly. In other words, people who have titles and positions who think they're something and they're not, who think they know what's best. And so Korah lines up. Have you ever noticed somebody who wants to call dissension will always find somebody to come along with him or with her? And so he, he gets a group, really not a group, more of a mob. They united against Moses and Aaron and said, you've gone too far. 
The whole community of Israel has been set apart by the Lord, and He's with all of us. What makes you think you're the only guy that can do this? What makes you think you're so important and so smart? We're just as important as you are. I can, you know, I don't need someone telling me what to say what God says is right. I can interpret it myself. I don't need to listen to anybody else. I know just as much as everybody. What right do you have to act as though you're greater than the rest of the Lord's people? <laughs> if you read the story, you can follow it through there in Numbers. Moses doesn't like it very much. God doesn't like it. It ends up where the ground opens up swallows Korah, all of the 250 people, and then just closes it all back up as if nothing had ever happened. They were gone. <laughs> now, you would think the children of Israel would go, whoa, you know, we better, we better, Moses, you know, he, he's the guy. God's chosen him. Let's listen to him. But if you read the story, it's like the next day or so, the people are saying, Moses, look what you did. You see, when we want to do wrong and don't want to listen, and when we want to have our own way, we'll find a way to blame someone else, to feel like we're doing okay in what's right, no matter what God says. And in all these cases, they knew what God wanted, but they wanted what they wanted. And it always ends up and destroys them. Still happens today, doesn't it? Still does. So, these people, they're deceitful. They're deceitful. In other words, let me get what I want. Let me do what I want. If I got to go behind your back, I'll do it. Notice what he says, verse 12. When, here it is, these people eat with you in your fellowship meals commemorating the Lord's love. They're like a dangerous reef that can shipwreck you. They're like a shameless shepherds who care only for themselves. They're like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain. They're like trees in autumn that are doubly dead. Doubly dead? They bear no fruit. They've already been pulled up by their roots. They're like wild waves of the sea churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. They're like wandering stars doomed forever to blackest darkness. See, the sunken rocks, those treasures that are there, it's the rocks you don't see. If you take a boat over them, you're going to shipwreck yourself. It's not seen from the top. It's not always visible. But underneath, things are wrong and things are bad. And if you're not careful, if you go your own way, if you listen to these people, if you try to do what you want to do in life, if you try to listen to your own way of doing things, you're going to shipwreck your life. Proverbs says this, a person who promises a gift but doesn't give it is like clouds and wind that bring no rain. Now, we understand that. Man, down here in the, in the uh, afternoons, it clouds up, the wind starts blowing, and you go, oh, good, we're going to get a little rain. We need a little. We're a little dry right now. And it all dries up, the wind blows, gets dark, maybe even hear a little thunder. No rain. Sometimes you look outside, oh, it's raining. I didn't hear anything, didn't see anything. So he said, look, they promised something. They look good on the outside. 
but on the inside, they're dried up, they're already dead, there's nothing good about them. Isaiah says this in Isaiah 57 verse 20, those who still reject me are like the restless sea, which is never still, but continually churns up mud and dirt. Kind of like pig pen and peanuts. Just constantly churning up wherever they go. Mud and dirt. Constantly just churning it up, churning it up. There is no peace for the wicked, says God. So Job brings some, you know, pretty heavy indictments against these people. And then he goes, here's the final declaration. Here's the final thing. He says, look, that's what they do. Let me give you an example of someone you can follow. Enoch, who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, prophesied about these people. He said, listen, the Lord is coming with countless thousands of His holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. He will convict every person of all the ungodly things they have done for all the insults that ungodly sinners have spoken against Him. Everyone may look like right now they're getting by with it. They won't. God is just. Sin will be judged. These people are grumblers, complainers, living only to satisfy their desire. There's these people again. They brag loudly about themselves and they flatter others to get what they want. Enoch, a godly man, a man of God. We're told in Genesis chapter 5, Enoch lived 365 years walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. You know, one day Jesus Christ is returning and one day we'll disappear because God will take us. The writer of Hebrews puts it this way in Hebrews 11, by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying, he disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. That's what you want to be known for. You want to be known as a person who pleases God. It's impossible to please God without faith. And anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. It says those people, they flatter everybody to get what they want. They'll say what you want to hear. Doesn't that describe end times? People will do, go away from the truth just to follow that which says what their ears want to hear. And, and that they tell people what they want to hear. And the children of Israel grumble and complain. They knew what God wanted, didn't do it. These people knows what's right, don't do it. Here's what Paul writes in Corinthians. Should we put Christ to the test as some of them did and died from snake bites? And don't grumble as some of them did and then were destroyed by the angel of death. These things happen to them as examples for us. Learn from this. They were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. We're there. Here's the warning. God's truth is always there. Don't try to get around it. Don't go and get against it. Do what is right.
Philippians, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. That's who Jude's addressing. That's who we have to deal with today. So what do we pick up from this? What's the directions for us? Let me give you three things that you have to keep in focus in the world that we live in and the times that we live in. Three critical directions that should be definitive of our lives. Number one, give God glory. In everything that I do, I want God to be honored. I want to live for His pleasure, not mine. I want Him to be pleased with my thoughts, with my actions, with my attitudes. I want to please God. I want my life to give Him praise. I want to declare Him and not me. Give God glory. A lot of people aren't living for God. They're living for themselves. But you and I live for God to be exalted and God to be magnified. Secondly, guard the truth. Don't stray away from it. Understand what God says. In the world you have tribulation, but good cheer, I've got peace for you. Don't begin to deviate from what God says. Don't let yourself wander from what God says because you hear something else. Don't get in a panic. Don't become fearful because of what you see going on around you. Stay rooted and grounded in the truth of God's Word. And don't let it change because it doesn't change. Same all the time. Guard the truth. Stand for it. Live it in everything that you do and everything that you are. So give God the glory. Make sure He gets praise. Live for His pleasure. Live according to the truth of His Word. Let Him be the final authority in every action that you take, every thought that you have. And thirdly, (laughs) would you all just get along? (laughs) You see, that's what the end times is about. That's what God wants to say to the church. Get along. Love one another. Don't let what goes on in the world divide you. Stick together. Care about each other. Love each other. Be accountable to each other. Spur one another on to right living, to right thinking, to holiness, to godliness. So, how are you doing? In your life right now, Are you living for God to get all the glory? Are you living for Him? That's the underlying foundation of your life and everything that you do. And are you living by His truth? Not what you think, not what others think, but by what He thinks and what He says. And are you living at peace with other people? Let's pray. Lord, we thank You for your word that gives us truth. And this writer writes in 40, 50, 60 years after the resurrection about a church that is allowing itself to get divided 
and be on shaky ground because people come in and try to propagate their ways, their thoughts, their ideas. Yeah, it's okay to love God. It's okay to keep God in the picture. But you can also live however you want. And that's wrong. Help us not to follow things in this world that we live in today that are not of you. Help us to live to honor you, to follow your word, and to love others as much as we love you. And we go from this place tonight to live throughout the rest of this week following that principle. In thy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.